You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 179. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner, at Roro. Hello, hello. I'm so jealous of Christian right now. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Christian, of course in japan so he is not with us but he is not someone else that voice right there the dmz daddy the targoff teletubby himself gage dempster at gilbo biggins hello uh, that was for me <laughs> and for christian because nice. he's not here <laughs> so it was yeah, a little extra I'm... yes <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube.com slash at PodcastPXN and Twitch.tv slash PodcastPXN as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is our video game hot takes. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, First item on the quick bites. Please, 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 please join me and be happy about this. I hope you guys are happy about this. You guys probably (laughs) don't give a shit, but, you know, Gage might. Uh, The first item we have, Halo Wars 2 has randomly dropped one of their audio uh, songs that we got with the initial reveal trailer for Halo Wars 2 many years ago. The song was originally never released. It was released with the um, reveal trailer and never to be heard from again. Uh, actually, somebody who joined the community team with 343 uh, said that it was actually one of his goals to get this released because it's such a cool song. I just wanted to spotlight it here because it's it's so unique and very different for the Halo franchise, and I freaking love it. It's really like... And it hits me so hard listening to it because I absolutely loved freaking seeing that Halo Wars 2 announcement because I loved the first game so much. It's a disgrace what Don Matrick did to freaking uh, 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 crap. Uh, e. Creative en- Ensemble. Ensemble. Ensemble, yes. Yeah. It's, it was it's Ensemble, disc- yeah. Yeah. Ensemble created the original Halo Wars, did such mm-hmm. a great job with that. So, yeah, this, yeah. this was really cool to um, see this back. And oh, it sounds so good. That is pretty rad. That's Getting, that is cool, especially so after so long that they he still kept his promise and got it out. Very cool, indeed. Moving on, uh, Hogwarts Legacy's opening week has apparently been fifty six percent bigger across Europe than Elden Ring, with the biggest launch outside of a FIFA or COD game, of course, Call of Duty, since Red Dead Redemption Two. So. Uh, obviously, with all the you know mixed feelings about this game in terms of the outside issues uh, of J.K. Rowling, uh, it is very adamant, or uh, I guess uh, it's very evident that we're getting uh, pretty large support for the game in terms of sales. Um, so, right. uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, huge numbers. Huge. It's- I don't want to talk about it too, too much because we talked about it so, so much. But I feel like this is similar to like uh, 
just video games in general, like where people, general audiences may not even know about the controversy in the mm. first place. Right. That it's like, oh, I see a Harry Potter game. Let's play the Harry Potter game that, yeah. They don't realize that they may be engaging in something quote unquote controversial, which I think definitely helps as well. Yeah, very true. Moving on from there, guys, Fire Axis Games has announced Civilization 7. So there is another Civilization game on the way. I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to carry on the studio's storied legacy, beginning with the announcement that Fire Axis is in development on the next iteration of the legendary Civilization franchise, says Heather Hazen, COO of Fire Axis. So, very cool. RTS fans out there. Or strategy, I guess. I guess Civilization's always been more strategy than, I guess, yeah. RTS. Yeah. But cool. Uh, moving into some Super Mario Brothers movie news, guys. We got word that the movie is set to run at 92 minutes long, which is a little on the shorter side uh, compared to like movies nowadays but for animation i think it's pretty spot on it seems like um but it's they nintendo also announced that uh it, the movie is getting its own nintendo direct on march 9th that will take place which i'm assuming we'll get a new trailer there yes okay they're saying they're going to give show off the uh the final trailer Ooh. final final trailer before release which is pretty exciting so far each trailer has hyped me up even more uh, than the last, so I'm, I'm I'm expecting the same to happen with this one. I mean, boys, let's take this opportunity because the hater, the hater boy himself, is not here. Like Ooh. I was so <laughs> down on this movie before it came out. Like we found out about Chris Pratt, all that stuff, and then yeah, after the first trailer, I was like, no, you know what? I'm kind of digging this. I'm kind of really liking this a lot. And honestly, 92 minutes sounds perfect. It sounds. Ex- I don't need a. I don't need an MCU like. You know what I mean? Like for Super Mario, for a mo- for a feature length film about two plumbers that eat mushrooms and get big and and jump on <laughs> mushrooms, which is actually kind of weird to think about. It sounds ninety two minutes sounds more than enough. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm very excited, and uh, this will be uh, this will be a good time. Yeah. Do we know when this movie's coming out? April, something. I think so. Is it that it's... soon? I thought it was in the middle of, Ju- uh, middle of July. Mario. April 7th. There we go. April 7th. Not too far away, actually. People were saying they were so close to uh, this. the direct is on Mar- uh, March 9th, and the day after is Mario Mar- Day, mm. March 10th. It was like so close, but people point out that it, it will be Mario Day in Japan. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they nailed it in some places. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. shout out to doing a direct on a movie and kind of like combining your two i mean like your you know i mean like nintendo is a gaming company and even though they're making this movie which i think a lot of people i think a lot of people have played super mario whether or not you're a gamer or not because it's just one of those casual games that somebody somewhere has had some sort of experience with but yeah like kind of joining those two audiences if you want to go that far but even just like using your nintendo direct brand and being like you know we don't need to do another like you don't we don't need to split off and make nintendo direct uh tv and film like, no, you're just kind of keeping yeah. it under the same umbrella. Everything's neat and tidy. I like it. So much fan service in that movie. I'm excited to see it. 
All right, guys. Battlefield 2042 Season 4 is bringing a bunch of new content coming this month. We're getting a new map, hardware, and a recon specialist when it launches on February 28th. The new map, Flashpoint, will have a South African setting and features a variety of interior spaces that encourage frenetic close quarters combat, while the surrounding rocky terrain is likely better suited to sniper and tank warfare. The sprawling discarded map, which is set in an abandoned Indian shipyard, is also set to get a rework. So, of course, they're continuing their reworks, which is really cool that they're going back to uh, old maps that people have problems with to kind of make them better and such. So, um, yes, very, very interested. I, I, I want to go back to this. I think we should go back to this sometime and play. I still haven't played it yet, <laughs> but I, I like the it's really random, but I really like the UI <laughs> that oh. I'm seeing in this uh, in this article. It yeah. seems kind of cluttered, but I just like the colors, I guess. But um, yeah, it's good that they're still supporting uh, supporting this game uh, after the rocky launch and mm -hmm. systems being imp imp implemented super late and people are like, why wasn't this here at launch? But it's good to see that they're still supporting it. I think didn't they say they're already starting the next Battlefield? Already, I feel like we did a story on that. Already. Yes, I might Marcus, be mistaken. Yes, Marcus Lado is his own team is making the whatever the next. next battlefield. Yeah, yeah. So even though that's happening, it's it's good to see that they're still at least sort porting it a, a little bit, uh, right? As, as they're developing the other one instead of just completely abandoning it, abandoning it. Absolutely. This next one, I think Gage is going to be excited about. Off the Grid shows its first full episode showing the world of the upcoming Battle Royale from Neil Blumkamp. And of course, he's doing these live action ep or not a live action. Is it animated or live action? Honestly, I didn't even check it out yet. <laughs> it's it is CGI. Yeah, CGI. yeah it's all CGI. OK, yeah. and he's doing these episodes alongside the Battle Royale to kind of flesh out that world. So. Very fascinating right. um, what he's doing here. Yeah, the, I mean, the reason that I'm hyped is that uh, Neil Blomkamp is excellent at the one at one of my like kryptonites when it comes to video games, TV, movies, media, anything, which is like world building. Like, I would never claim that Neil Blomkamp is even close to like one of the best directors out there, but I love all of his work because like every every time you watch one of his movies, it seems like you could read like a fan wiki that goes on forever and ever about the universe. Like every one of his movies are really well thought out. And so the idea that he's working on a game is like, well, I mean, he doesn't have any history in games. This could be totally good. It could be totally bad. But the one thing I know that'll probably be cool is that the world and the lore will probably be pretty interesting. Um, so I'm hyped. And then of course you and I both have love for Neil for um, of course his halo related endeavors and his efforts to, to, uh, to, uh, actually do something with that with that ip somebody who, who loves halo so we love him yes yes which we got a, a small glimpse at what that project might have been i think in the last week with their script the full script being revealed of yes that. very yeah. different tone <laughs> this seems like definitely more that scene would have been awesome oh oh christian oh. hello he was a hater boy he said see you later whoa wow he's here what? Look at this man. Oh my god, he's so handsome. Dude. Konnichiwa. Where's the good line? Oh, there we go. There you there go. go. There it is. 
Look at this handsome boy. Heck yeah. Talking about. <laughs> Talking Neil, about you. Neil Blomkamp and you. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp, what about him? Off the grid. Off the grid. He released a new uh, live, not live action, CGI short for his game that he's been working on, which I forgot about a little bit, not gonna lie. Oh, he's got a <laughs> he's got an outfit on? His Is little a Dickies po- jumper. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Tom Hardy or what? Their coveralls and my slippers. That wow. is an outfit. That's a fit. That's oh, something. Yeah. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. I miss you too. What have you? A- what's what have you been up to? What's the like? What's the highlight so far? Oh my god! The food, the beer, the museums. Hell Today everything's a highlight. Five style. Yeah. Wow. Drinking lots of Sapporo over there. No, not one Sapporo. <laughs> no. I can get that in the States. That's true. That's true. Why, yes, why is Dan What? <laughs> what? Why is Dan what? Smiling like that. I was just smi- I'm smiling at your happiness. <laughs> Come here. Dude, he's looking he's glowing right now. Look at Christian. He's literally glowing. <laughs> he is, yeah. Oh Stop. All right, lad. Wish you a good show. I miss you. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation, man. Yes. yes. All right. Bye bye. Wait, hold on. What's my hot take? Oh, oh nice. yeah. Say something stupid. Are bad. Yeah. All the what games? Video games are bad, except oh, for. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> except for. Bye bye. Hello. Okay. Bye, Christian. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. You're listening our, to uh, Pod Reporter Christian Macias live. Doing some live investigative journalism down yes. there in Japan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so get He's back there to for the direct, time. actually. He's <laughs> our correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Glenn, Glenn's blowing up the chat. Hogwarts Legacy, baby. Let's go. And then he says, What is going on with Gage's camera feet? Gage looks fine. What do you mean, Glenn? No, I'm a little bright again. Oh. See, it's all over the place. I'm a little, I'm not this pasty, Dan. I'm pasty, but I'm not this pasty. <laughs> And then why does Christian look like such a weapon? He mm-hmm. is. He's an absolute unit, honestly. <laughs> All right. You know what else is a weapon, guys? Game Pass Ultimate is headed. <laughs> the Friends and Family program is headed to new countries, including Chile. Chile. I screwed that up. Hungary, <laughs> Israel, New Zealand, South Africa, and Sweden. So not to the States or Canada just yet, but... Expanding to more locations. Exciting times. Oh, dialing up, dialing up bat because Christian interrupted us. Uh, South Africa is a good location for a battlefield map. I feel like that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Skipping back forward. What was the question? <laughs> I, I had nothing. I just said, heck yeah, we're excited about Game Pass Ultimate friends and family program going to more countries, you know? Yeah. But those, those, con- deals. those countries aren't our countries, though. that's true but you know who is really excited guys e3 the esa are very excited because ubisoft is coming to e3 and i don't know who else is going so it might just be ubisoft (laughs) ubisoft will be there just dance 2024 will be there yeah that's That's exciting yeah it's something (laughs) jesus yeah, yeah. I really hope some other people join as well. <laughs> but again, like like we've been saying with this whole E3 Summer Games Fest thing, it really doesn't matter as long as they show up to the Summer Games Fest or they have their their showcases and directs during this time. We're all going to be 
enjoying it the same way since they aren't doing live in-person stuff anymore. So, well, E3. E3 is in-person, though. Yes. yes. So, I mean, that's the only one. Right? Or is I think Jeff... Jeff... Being... I think Jeff announced that he's going to do another smaller type thing again because he did that smaller thing okay. last year. Yeah. Well, that part of my argument doesn't stand, <laughs> but I still do believe that like it, it like, you know what I mean? Like as long as everybody yeah. does it around the same time, it's fine. But it, it does sound like E3 is like really asking like, hey, do you want to come please? Like, right. stuff, like we'll come. And E3 is like, okay, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyone else? <laughs> anybody else want to come? <laughs> my favorite my favorite to go with that row is like the first two comments i clicked on the uh the tweet here the first two comments says please let me know when tickets go on sale i want to go so bad and when do tickets go on sale i'm like till what like what are you going for (laughs) (laughs) my god dan this just dance 2024 is going to be the most advanced just dance yet it's going to introduce singing for the first time i don't know Is that a oh PX? God. Is that a PXN exclusive? Yeah, take it to the bank. <laughs> Are we leakers now? Put put your bets on it right now in yeah Las Vegas. Yeah, Anywho. that was uh, no. Rashid Don't hit do that, that nail right on the head with uh, E3 and Ubisoft. It's like okay, great. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, can we? Okay, so now we're talking about E3 again. Uh, so it's, I mean, PlayStation just didn't do a showcase last year, right? Uh, they did not do they did not do no because we that was the thing like we were talking about it for episodes and episodes when are they gonna do it when are they gonna do it and i realized i'm sitting here and i'm like we're talking about e3 again they didn't do it kind of a ballsy move they did not have a like hour long hour and a half long showcase did they Mm -mm. i don't think so they just did the little state of of plays so hopefully we get something from playstation around e3 time and then hopefully it's fucking huge that would be awesome fingers crossed Shadow dropping factions too. Let's go. Like, maybe you know, hey Jim Ryan, why don't you uh, focus on putting a nice show together instead of wait? We'll get to that. <laughs> Moving into our street meet, Metro Exodus's sequel is reportedly fully playable. This comes from Tom Henderson's Insider Gaming. He says that his sources have revealed that a Metro Exodus sequel by 4A Games is well into development and is fully playable. 4A has been very transparent in the past that a new Metro is coming, with Insider Gaming sources suggesting that the game is now fully playable. Such details suggest that the game could be revealed later this year with a tentative release window of 2024. So, that would be exciting. I'm very, uh, very excited for this. I was... I liked Metro Exodus, but I very much loved Metro Last Light. That was my favorite Metro game. So I kind of hope that they go back to that. I I feel like when it went open world, it lost a little bit of that, you know, finesse and flavor of the Metro games. So I I really hope that they kind of, you know, take it back to those, you know, close quarters and, you know, freaking out around corners and like what monsters are going to pop out like i wanted to go back more to the roots and and see what that can do so this this has me excited though i agree with you yeah the atmosphere like in the first two metro games are is just and it's something that you get from like like you said being in a metro being in this like old dilapidated yeah i i hope so too or even like i i think they can pull off something like god of war with like this sort of semi open world True. where you have a hub area and then 
like I think they could pull that off, but I think you're right because I absolutely love the first two games, and I didn't even make it all the way through Exodus. Not because I hated the game, but just because it, like you said, like it just felt a little bit off, and I wasn't enjoying it, and things came out, and so just sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't finish the third one, but it's just because they kind of went with a different direction. So hopefully, yeah, I agree. Hopefully they go back to the roots because they uh, they did atmosphere like no one else. Those those first two games hold up really well. Totally. You nailed the, the head on the nail right there. <laughs> or nail on the head. I, I don't know. One of them. I, I said that backwards. Yeah. Something's getting nailed here. That's the, all that matters. The atmosphere of those games. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. All right. Moving into the PXN news of the week, guys. We have our new segment here. PXN presents. And this is a, a, <laughs> a bunch of events <laughs> that have been announced coming our way pretty soon. Uh, so I lumped them all together in our little PXN presents nice. here. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Heck yeah. State of Play returns tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern time with a new look at some exciting stuff, including Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League gets its first extended look. Uh, they're showing off hot new... Er, hot indie and third-party reveals, and five new PSVR 2 titles from partners. So that's interesting as well. Uh, I'm just going to go over all three of these, and then we're going to go back uh, and talk about them. But uh, we're also getting a new Pokemon Presents, which is coming February 27th for 20 minutes of Pokemon news on the way in celebration of Pokemon Day 2023. And lastly, Forza Horizon 5's second expansion is set to get revealed tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time. That comes by way of Playground Games. So three different uh, events here. And here's what I want to go down, guys. I am interested to hear what you guys, if you pick one thing from each of these that you want to see, what do you want to see from each of these events? Bro, what, why don't I start with you? What do you What do you want to see from me? For I mean, uh, for thing something that isn't announced, I guess. But my first thought for this PlayStation one is like I, I am interested to see the Suicide Squad stuff. I, I do want to see how they show that off because right now I'm just like I don't know how I feel about this, especially off the heels of the game. Uh, yeah, the Battle Pass stuff that we talked about a while ago. So I'm excited to see what that game actually looks like for an extended period of time. <laughs> see if it's actually fun but for the hot indie stuff i'm hoping that i know hollow knight is kind of linked to xbox oh. right about now but it would be yeah. really cool to see maybe a, a little tease there maybe a, a date that would be pretty cool um there's another game called uh oxen free um again pretty some of these indies i seem i've i've noticed that are really like tied with xbox and nintendo marketing and i haven't seen them over on playstation even though they are coming to those consoles and i just equate that to playstation just hasn't been doing a lot of showcases recently so i'm hoping to see those those there so those two indie games i'm hoping are uh are at the state of play um should i keep going or should i uh, like, gauge can, you the PlayStation can, like, yeah just gauge you you oh. want to talk about yours yeah. and then we'll do go around yeah uh no, you know what? Let Roshan finish up. Let Roshan okay, sure. finish up. Roshan, finish up. Then. He's on a roll. <laughs> for the for the Pokemon one, I'm hoping that we get a uh, Scarlet and Violet DLC, which is more than likely going to be the case. 
Um, and I'm hoping that we get a tease for the next game as well, as well as um oh you said one thing i'm sorry the no, dlc the dlc i'm sorry <laughs> the dlc for scarlet and violet and for for, for horizon uh's expansion uh not a re- huge racing guy but i i would definitely tune into at least after the fact maybe check out a couple of videos from it but nothing really huge on that one for me you know what give us another pokemon one because i knew i should have <laughs> just let you just do two pokemon, pokemon yeah. sleep it's real oh. we're finally getting the announcements we're going to get some weird pokemon stuff as well i think pokemon okay. sleep i'm hoping is one of those things because they just shut up about that and and maybe I mean, it's fine but if you're going to reveal something like something so weird follow through if you're, if you're not going to do it then don't say anything about it but you said <laughs> pokemon sleep is a thing Tell us more about Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Shanna's out for blood. <laughs> Pokemon Sleep will not put you to sleep. Promise. Oh, no. no. I'm kidding. Dang I, don't, it. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> like it's in the name. Come on. Yeah. Gage, what, what are you thinking? What are you? Any ideas rolling uh, around? State of play. You know what? I would. It's too good to be true. And I always do this to myself. But you know what? For the state of play, I'm going to say. I want to see even a teaser. I don't care if it's just a logo. Show me something from The Last of Us in VR. Show mm, me some kind of experience. That'd be cool. Right? We're talking about PSVR 2. You're trying to get people excited. The market's not super hot about it right now. Like, it's impressive tech, but, like, bad time to release, and nobody's got money and all that stuff. I'm like, if you're really trying to, like, get people excited, like we've all talked about, and I'm sh- there's people smarter than us that work at PlayStation. So surely somebody's thought about the idea of sneaking around a bunch of clickers in vr and hopefully somebody is, is that's in the pipeline so that would be huge i think that would be awesome especially if they're doing uh some v- psvr2 stuff uh pokemon i have nothing pokemon is <laughs> that's fair i don't i don't know anything about pokemon i hope that there's a new one there's a new pokemon and then he's better than the other ones <laughs> <laughs> and then four is a five second ra- expansion i don't know i don't know the little little thumbnail we got makes it seem like it's rally themed which is what i guess the one thing i want from it is like i hope it's rally themed because i like rally and give us more subarus because there's not enough absolutely absolutely okay so my state of state of play is going to be a little bit more generic i was thinking they need to show us some psvr2 game that is a killer app like horizon i don't think was as much of a killer app as they were hoping for and from what people have been saying about it uh so i I still feel like they're missing that you know reason to go pick it up like 90 percent of the games you can play on metaquest which is cheaper uh so i i think that's the key for them they need to show something that will be like man i've got to get a psvr2 and that last of us experience maybe maybe it gauge i was just saying like as you're talking about that i'm like imagine they open up and it's like this post-apocalyptic game you can't quite make it out with it is like somebody's (laughs) inside they're at a workbench and they're just you're like you see the hands it's just the floating hands and like maybe you're crafting some sort of weapon and he's just going away and the crowd's watching and then all of a sudden you hear like clicking from the outside right i like people would go nuts people would go absolutely nuts I just think that'd be such a fucking cool idea, man. A survival game. Right, like Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. Obviously, much bigger visual fidelity because they can swing that. They're not like an independent, small, uh, you know, VR-only studio. It's PlayStation. They have the wealth and resources of PlayStation. So if they had a game that is essentially just that, but it looks like something that doesn't 
that looks like it stands beside The Last of Us, even like slightly in terms of graphics, man, that would be insane. Heck yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> I, hmm. I'm thinking let's bring back what Ro was talking about last, I think last week. Let's go ahead and remaster an old Pokemon game yes. in the original sprites. I think that would be really cool, Ro. So I'm going to, you know, piggyback off of your. your I hope that happens. Hope. Yes, <laughs> that'd be cool. Um, Forza Horizon 5 second expansion. The rally stuff sounds really cool. I think my biggest thing that I want to see from the second expansion is something um, different. Uh, obviously, we got Hot Wheels in the past um, with that game. Oh, not with five, but in the past in general. Um, yeah. Or did we get Hot Wheels? No, that we was... got Hot Wheels with five as well. We've gotten Hot Wheels okay. with the last three. Yeah. Okay. And like, I just want to see something new, maybe a cool new map. Um, like they've had some uh banger expansions in the past that are like completely different locales so yeah yeah just something different i think you might be right because there seems with the last i want to say with i want to say four where's a horizon three four and five they all had one over the top expansion which was a hot wheels one or like i think one of them was a lego, they LEGO, had a LEGO yes um and then the other one's always the more serious. It's like Storm Island or, you know, all that other stuff. So I think you're right on the money. Like if, if we're going by that same pattern where you get one kind of wacky, fun uh, expansion and one that's just like adding more content for the people that like it as a racing sim, then um, I think you're right. Hopefully we get like a new kind of off-road themed island or even just an expansion of the map. That'd be pretty cool. Heck yeah. Down for all of gauge for the additional context there we've got a lot of context sad to <laughs> the microsoft and activision acquisition and of course i was stalling a little bit to open all of these tabs because my god there's a million of them microsoft oh, so... oh sorry no 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 go ahead i was just gonna groan about this fucking story oh <laughs> so yeah i put it in here because there's a lot of news that came out of it they held a little event um where, uh, what's his name? Brad Smith, uh, is it CEO of Microsoft? Some, no, not CEO, but frick, I some big wig, some president, white collar like guy. Yeah. Uh, my, but Microsoft has officially signed a 10 year deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty games to Nintendo platforms after the act acquisition, uh, concludes. Wow, that is a obviously we already kind of knew that this was happening. They had already um, talked about their desire to do this, but now they've put pen to paper. Nintendo's so, agreed; it's official, ten-year deal. Uh, it's also a sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, you're good. Let me know when you're done. So I was I just gonna go over off. everything, and then we can discuss whatever because I think there's there's just so much here. That's true. All right, I'll, but I'll let anybody... remind me about the Nintendo thing when you're done. Okay, I'll forget. Okay. Microsoft has also announced that they are bringing all or they are bringing Xbox PC games to Nvidia's GeForce Now cloud service. Uh, it's a part of a deal with Nvidia that will see Activision Blizzard on GeForce Now if the acquisition is approved by regulators, which that is a huge deal. We'll talk about it in a little bit as well. The president of Communications Workers of America Union has urged the European Commission to approve the deal. Uh, 
which is very interesting. Uh, very big um, union. So um, obviously they're, <laughs> they, they see something there that they want. Uh, and then Tencent has come out in support of the acquisition as well, which, you know, take that, take that with whatever grain of salt you would like. That because, is, that is the enemy of my yeah, enemies, my friend situation. Exactly. Tencent's not doing that out of the good of their hearts because right. they've been acquiring half the fucking industry for the past 10 years. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But that is, that is, that's hilarious. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Activision Blizzard has said uh, that they think that Sony is just trying to protect their two-decade dominance in video games. Uh, officially, they are saying uh, the company hosted a press conference, of course, in Brussels. And uh, where's the quote? I just had the quote a second ago. We don't think it's realistic that one part of the... Ah! that's not the right quote but anyways they did talk about uh carving up activision and brad smith was asked if they would want to uh buy just a piece of activision to get this to go through and brad smith's like no i don't think that would make sense that wouldn't make sense for us at all um but yeah uh very interesting oh here's the quote that i was trying to find uh activision blizzard accused sony of trying to protect its two decade dominance in video games arguing that the merger will create greater opportunities for workers while enhancing competition in, in a similar vein smith once again tried to demonstrate sony's dominance laying out the numbers in the european market uh he says think about the market in europe uh it is a market where sony has an 80 percent share Globally, it is about 70-30. In Japan, it's 96-4, uh, which is insane. Um, so all of those numbers, insane. And then last That's bit nuts. of comments. If you live in Japan and you're somebody who has an Xbox and talks about it, everybody fucking hates you. You're like the guy that <laughs> talks about CrossFit or something. Oh, That's yeah. nuts. 4% market share. Yeah, it is insane. It, Yeah. Uh, last bit of comments here. Brad Smith uh, gives some of his comments here. Um, he said that Sony can spend all of its energy trying to block this deal or it can sit down with us and hammer out an agreement that addresses what it says it's concerned about, mainly to the access of Call of Duty in the future. Uh, Microsoft thinks it's two deals with Nvidia and Nintendo will be enough to convince regulators. Smith on the CMA, do you want to... This is his direct quote. Do you want to kill a deal and cement Sony's position, or do you want to open this Call of Duty, he's talking about, up to 150 million more people? Um, which, yeah, interesting. Uh, Where's he getting that number from? I'm not sure. <laughs> that is an interesting number. Uh, he also says, goes on to say, Microsoft has 58 games already running on PlayStation, which... I haven't done the math there, but I'm I'm not sure what games those are, but I'll have to do the math, I guess. Uh, Sony only has two running on Xbox, which we know is MLB The Show and Destiny 2. Uh, we've said that if this acquisition goes through, we're happy to make sure that there's a number 59 with Call of Duty and no doubt others. Sony has 286 exclusive titles and Microsoft only has 59 on Xbox. Mostly what you see is a cross-platform strategy for Microsoft even before this deal. Now as we look to the future, we believe the future is even more cross-platform than it has been in the past. Last bit of thing here, Microsoft has recruited 
Nintendo and Nvidia. Wait, I already said that. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. PS5. Oh, the little bit that I wanted to add. PS5 shipments are apparently winning by a margin of 69 to 31 right now after Sony figured out their supply chain shortage issues. Um, so, yes, a lot of information there. But, yes, Gage, you wanted to point to something in regards to Nintendo with Call of Duty. And oh, um, just that I was right again. All right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um uh sorry Lynn laughed in the background. <laughs> um, he's like he's on his bullshit again. Um, um okay, I told you guys that it had to be a cloud version and you and Christian sat there and said, "Oh, but Phil Spencer or somebody said it won't be cloud." They they signed this deal. The part that you left out is that they said Nintendo gets full content parity. Can you please explain to me how we are going to have 150 people in a Warzone match on an, and everyone's on a Nintendo Switch. Guys, <laughs> I just want to say, this has nothing to do about the story, but I just had to get this out there because I'm a child in the head. Yeah. I was right. This is clearly going to be a streaming game. There's no way they can get full co full content parody yeah. on the Switch locally. What the fuck? That's crazy. More, But more on topic is like, I hate the situation because I don't really like defending big corporations. If it were up to me, Activision would not be run by monsters and Microvision, uh, Microvision, fuck, <laughs> Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft would not be acquiring Activision because I'm, I'm kind of like, I big companies have enough already. Like it's kind of, I will admit that, but I feel like I've been forced into fighting for Microsoft's side just because of how stupid PlayStation's been about this entire yeah. fucking thing. And like, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, I don't really want xbox to own call of duty but at the right. same time like they're sitting here and they're talking about it's just it's ridiculous um i think what do i think i think that's um i don't know i don't know somebody else go i'm so angry i'm, I'm like <laughs> i'm equal parts angry about the story and also over it so i'm i'm like finding it hard to almost get the words out because yeah, I, know, I think i think we're all just ex excited for this to be to be over i don't think any of us really think do you guys think that do any of us, I think we're all in the same boat on this, but do any of us think that this is not going to go through? I think we all think that eventually this is going to go through. Or is there anything Honestly, that... Honestly, I think I the know. longer this is... I, I would have felt that way at the beginning. I absolutely yeah. felt like this is just going to go through. It's not going to be an issue. Because I thought to myself, okay, if it gets questioned, there'll be just tons of evidence that they can show. And then this whole thing's turned into this weird circus where it's like the people... Uh, the you know the people that work at these organizations are just saying things that aren't true, and I'm like, wait, what's going on? So the longer yeah. this has gone on, the less confident I am that it will go through. I don't know, well, Dan, if you feel the same. Is that I'm? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And this this week was supposed to be Microsoft's big hail mary, so that's why there was a ton of stuff to come out because the right. reportedly this is their hail mary to get this done. And if it doesn't happen after everything they've done this week, then I don't yeah i don't know i'm not sure yeah i just i just feel like most of playstation's points are contradictory to what they've been doing for the past like yeah so long like like their 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 um i guess market strategy is exclusivity and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's just interesting to see them fight that battle but they're on the quote-unquote losing side i guess but they, they they're just fighting so hard for something that i feel like if they were in the other position obviously they would be fighting the same way microsoft is I, and i say obviously because if i mean obviously they would want call of duty if, if they had the opportunity to, to get that 
Um, but I feel like Microsoft is playing so nice with them and they're like giving them everything that they need to feel uh, secure in this deal going through that, I, I don't know, I, I, I hope it goes through because of what Gage was saying about uh, Activision and all the terrible people that are there. And I, I, I only see that um, work culture changing if this goes through. So that's kind of why I'm so excited for it to be over and hopefully in a positive uh, outcome. Um, and, and really nothing really, I guess PlayStation just is, is worried about the future, but I feel like Microsoft's strategy so far has been anybody could play anywhere with the Nvidia stuff and Nintendo stuff. And, I, and I'm sure if they, if PlayStation would play nice, they would include PlayStation on that list of, of, of ecosystems uh, for them to, to support. Well, and that the Nvidia thing, Ro, is insane because like that's in direct competition with Microsoft's uh, own cloud service themselves, their Xbox Cloud Gaming. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but the Dan, fact that that, that is a hail mary. Yes, though. absolutely. Because you're right; it is yeah. insane. This is them yeah. des like this yeah. is desperation. This is them trying to get this deal through. Yeah. The thing that I hate about this deal, though, is that. It's it's two big companies just lying at each other, and like <laughs> I find myself just siding with the side that lies a little bit less. Because like the big thing about this that the two big things that Microsoft has been talking out of both sides of the mouth about is that a um, they would never take away Call of Duty from PlayStation, which I don't think they would, but they talk about it like it's an obvious statement. But what's the first thing they did with Bethesda Game Studios? They got on stage. Everybody yeah. was excited for Starfield, and they're like, "It's only coming to PlayStation." Now you could make the argument that Starfield is a Xbox. new IP. But but it kind of isn't. It kind of isn't because it's one of those teams that alternates games. It's yeah. like if somebody locked down Rockstar Games and said, "Okay, we'll keep GTA multi-platform, but Red Dead's exclusive now." It's like, okay, but you're still kind of locking up that team because you're not going to get a game from them until after this one. So we can split hairs, but I feel like they kind of did that with Starfield. They locked that away, and they, as they should, they are a console maker. They want exclusives. And then the other thing that uh, Xbox is totally bullshitting about is both both of these companies talking about how it's not about cod it is very clearly about cod that's yeah. why they won't cut cod out of the deal right they say it's about mobile and sure that that candy crush will make them a pretty penny but they want this because of call of duty they absolutely do their their first person shooter franchise hasn't been what they want it to be for the past couple of years and this would be a huge win for them i might have froze you did free. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I might have. Uh, oh no! Well, I'm sure he'll be back. That was yeah. a great point, though, Gage. Oh, he's back. Where did I go? You're back. Or I wasn't. I can't tell. Do what? Let me see. I'm trying to put my camera back on. Oh, okay. There we go. And now I'm normal color again. So that's fun. <laughs> you not notice the difference? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because because usually it's only once per episode so it's not enough for you guys to see but every time i turn on my camera that is the type of difference it is it, it either gets darker it gets brighter anyways i don't know it just yeah like it's very clearly about call of duty and um yeah it's just it's unfortunate that again it's like i want activision to go to microsoft but not because i think that's the best thing it's because yeah. it's the less lesser of two evils you know what i mean like that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. And I agree with you, Ro. Like work, work culture will not change unless something big like this happens. Like we like we mm -hmm. found out found out, obviously. Bobby Kotick's not gonna leave if he's not if he's not getting, you know, walked out the door with a hundred million dollars. So <laughs> that culture's not going anywhere. Like, um, come here, come here. Yeah, take yeah, the it's, it's, it's like, oh right. my 
Goodness. Which again, some people don't like, but it's like, you know what? In today's in today's modern fucking ultra capitalist world, like that's the best kind of outcome to get rid of somebody like like Bobby Kotick. You just give him a, yeah. like what is essentially another penny in the bucket for him, and you like, all right, on your right. way, like as you were. Yeah. And, so, the, and yeah. the alternative is what? To keep Bobby Kotick so you can't like that's yeah, that's not feasible. Yeah, right. where he will just keep earning the same amount of money, but yeah. also but also hurting people at the same time. Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a lose lose for PlayStation because if you think about it, if if this deal doesn't go through, Bobby Kotick obviously it's very clear from Bobby Kotick's own from his own mouth that he wants this to go through, no doubt because of his again oh, yeah. leaving bonus, um, of which he will be set for life three times over, which he's already set for life. But oh, why is this happening? <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! But Gage was making such good points, and here he is back. <laughs> I don't even have anything running in the background this time. I don't know what's going on. Gage this has never playing, been an issue. Gage is playing Tarkov while I'm not. I'm not. I would admit it. I would admit it, and I'm not, and I don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Get rid of Kodak something or other. I don't know. I felt like I was about to say something smart, but <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot. Uh, it was a lot, a lot of stuff. I'm ready for this to be over. That's there. my main point. That's fair. I think we all are at this point. It is done. Finish. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, if if uh, the deal doesn't go through and and Bobby Kotick doesn't get what he wants, like, does he not? Does PlayStation not think about how he's going to turn around and probably sign the same mm. deal that PlayStation's Oof. had with Xbox? Now that's yeah. what I was thinking about too. I was like, this is a lose lose for Sony yeah. because even if you succeed, you're still going to lose because now they're just going to get the 30 day bonus or all the fucking bullshit that you've been getting for the last 10 years. Well, Bobby Cotta can turn around and just sign that deal with Xbox. And you know what the biggest F you would be? And Microsoft could do this a massive sum of money and put Call of Duty on Game Pass because yes, they could. They, they're they a free could. company. They're allowed to do that. So yes. So it's a lose lose. I don't like, yeah. I, I honestly think from the get go, this has been about Sony buying time um, because they've been acquiring a lot of multiplayer studios. And I think, Sony probably has the talent and the resources. They probably could make a decent competitor to COD, and maybe that they're just trying to buy time to get that on the go. But I don't know what they're. No matter what they lose, it seems. So I don't know. I'm ready for this to be over. Fair enough. All right, guys. Moving into our fantasy draft check-in. Every single one of us had a new game check-in this week for our draft checking uh so first up we're just gonna go down the board here we have company of heroes 3 on florida man publishing's page which is gauge and that game is at an 81 open critic giving gauge currently Ooh. 11 points yeah. that's, that's not bad we were at well it was at 86 opening night which is unfortunate but i'll take an 81 solid so Gage's tentative total is 25 with those two games. Of course, Hogwarts Legacy is his other one. Uh, what place am I in? You are, well, I'd second? have to. Yeah, second, second, I think. Yeah, currently. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, then we have Like a Dragon Ishin, which is perfectly timed with Christian being in Japan right now. <laughs> And he is getting 11 <laughs> points right now. 81 open critic score for Like a Dragon. I bet you Christian's acting like a dragon right now. <laughs> uh, 
And then we've got the Lockhart's <laughs> Rose team, which is oh, no. starting off. Uh, it's still positive, you know. It's still positive. <laughs> it's above zero. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Atomic Heart has hit 74. I really thought this game was get a better score than that, but four points, bro. It's a start. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's better than nothing, but my God, I was I was not expecting it to be as mixed as it was. Got some good scores, but it also got some really bad scores. So, yeah, ended up with a four. That sucks. Well, you can recover. There's a lot of time to go. Yeah. A lot of time. I, I still have, have Spider-Man. That's true. And, <laughs> oh, and Lightfall too. comes out. Yeah, yeah. Lightfall's coming out soon. So hopefully that'll at least put me in the double digits. Heck yeah. You know who is definitely in the double digits? The champion of 2022 <laughs> fantasy critic Halo Infinite will eventually be 343's Halo 3. And that is my team. And... I got Octopath Traveler 2, one of my favorite video games out there. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> always talking about one. Octopath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is at an 86 on Open Critic, which brings my total to, let me do some quick math here, 35 already, guys. Damn. 35. This can't be. It's happening again, guys. Happening it's, again. It is happening again. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, man gosh darn it i love that check-in though i love that all four of us had a game that released this yeah week. very cool that was yeah and target. i think you've got the episode title for that wrong for the thing that we're about to do for oh. tlu timeout yeah do i really maybe let me find out i thought i checked it beforehand but maybe i didn't yes you did is that right it's not right is not right it's not right what is episode six that is a good uh, that's a good episode title i don't know where the fuck you got that from <laughs> oh up... gosh wait no wait that is it right that's not it's really not what is what's the correct one kin what is it k-i-n kin oh kin. what the heck i don't i don't wait. know where you got that from no the, but it's actually the the so the story i got it from the new york times it says The Last of Us Season 1, Episode 6, colon, The Ties That Bind. And then I scroll down. It says the correct name down below. Why would oh, you that, fucking put that in the title? That guy's, that guy's putting his own little subtitle up there. That's kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is what I would call it, but I don't know. It, okay, what sorry. My apologies, everyone. Oh, no. Ken. Oh, we lost Gage for a second. He'll be back. Oh, he's back. He's back. Uh, Ken <laughs> is the name of the episode. Thank you, Gage. Uh, we also got news that streamers watched over 830 million minutes of HBO's Last of Us in a single week in January, beating out House of the Dragon within the same span of time. Doing very well. Very well. But our reactions to episode six, Kin, guys, what were your guys' thoughts? Who wants to jump in? Gage? I fucking loved it. I, I <laughs> thought it was great. Um, I I think this episode... Uh, I'll shake things up a little bit because I do think this show is absolutely fantastic and every episode I've just been like, it's great, it's great, it's great. And I think it actually is, a, like, quality-wise, I think it's pretty good. But this is starting to be right around where I feel like we could have used that other episode, right? Like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's very strange, especially with HBO. Like, they're very consistent. 
their shows either have like six episodes or 10 episodes, and most of them are 10. So this one being nine, um, this is where we're starting to feel a little bit. Um, I think that certain things, and this is why I absolutely love this adaptation, is that certain, it seems like it's pretty equally spread out. Some things are better, I prefer in the game, and some things I prefer in the show. And this episode had a few of those things all within this one episode. Um, first of all, shout out to Graham Greene, legendary Native Native American Canadian, Native Canadian uh, actor. Those two, there's a certain so way. <laughs> my So my family is Native American and we've been to a lot of powwows. Like my mom has dedicated her professional life to uh, helping out Native uh, Indigenous people. So we spend a lot of time in that kind of culture. And like there is, there's totally a cadence to which Native American people speak that lends itself to comedic timing so well. Like my mom and I were rolling on the couch and they weren't really doing anything except for just like Graham Green. That was that was amazing. That that whole scene was amazing. That was such a great little moment. Did you are, are you lying? No. So it's just like who's this little psycho? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, it is great. Um I like I, I like the little uh, fleshing out Joel's uh, interrogation tactic. That was a nice little touch because we'll see that again later. And it's kind of like it, it just, I like that. There was one other line that the the wife said uh, that I thought was really funny, where it's like, uh, "You didn't shoot him." It's like the gun's all the way over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bother. Oh my god, oh, they're they were great. They That's absolutely great they like they stole like almost that whole episode. And I was like, they never. Yeah. It was just like a just a throwaway bit, pretty much. But yeah. it was it was great. It was. It was a nice little um, touch there that I, I I specifically liked a lot. Um, but like, yeah, I think um, obviously again, it's its own thing, it's its own adaptation. But the reason for the conversation that Joel and Ellie have, I felt like was not quite as earned in the show. Like it seemed like it was very much like that part was really rushed. Like I feel like we could have we had another episode to kind of fill in just them going to the university and them having their fight and Tommy and all that stuff. This is that we're, we're at the point now. I'm like, Oh yeah, we could, we could have used another one, but all in all, I think it was really great. I love a lot of the lines from the game that keep making it again. This is, this is exactly what an adaptation should be. Do we need to change this because of the format? No. Okay. Then we keep it. And they did that a lot with the dialogue in this episode. It was really good. Um, I think Christian, I would be remiss to say like this episode also kind of really shines it does it shine. It really shines like a diamond. Like it's like a diamond. Shine bright like it's Gage, Gage froze, so I'm trying to stall so he can continue his thought when he gets back. Oh, yes. yes. It will shine. Yes. It shines. So... It shines like what? It shines. I don't know. You're, you're about to say this episode really shines. No. Oh, of... oh. Um, <laughs> if Christian was here, yes. Yes. Um, the um the key difference in the character in the writing of Joel that is mm. it was really on display in this, which is that he is not a character that's sort of dealing with trauma. He's a character that's dealing with grief, and there is a big difference. And Christian touched on that, but like Joel is actively looking and seeing Sarah everywhere he goes, which was like a sweet moment, and I don't mind that change. But it is totally different from his character and how his mm. character responds. If you think about the reunion in the game when Tommy gives him the picture of Sarah, and he just says, "I'm good." And then Tommy's like, are you sure? He's like, I'm good. It, like it's trauma and grief are two different things. So yeah. this, this episode really showed that, but I like this. I, again, I kind of, I like this change. Like there was a really sweet moment between Joel and uh, Tommy 
where they're sitting in the shoe shop. So not the diner, but the shoe shop. And Pedro, that is a total that is a total flip from how their interaction is in the game, like in terms of emotional level. Total, totally different. But it really worked. I thought it was really great. Um, and then, of course, the lead up to the end of the episode, I thought was pretty good. I thought it was a little lame. Actually, uh, again, I, I think this is maybe right around... This might have been the last things they were filming and maybe they were running out of budget, but it seemed a bit silly to have like four people just walk on by and then they get out and then they just spawn. <laughs> they just spawn in behind them. And I'm like, oh, wow, these th these three men sprinted up on you that you guys are realizing, huh? And um, so that was a little silly. But again, aside from it feeling a little bit rushed, I liked a lot of the changes. Um, again, Gabriel Luna kills it as Tommy. He absolutely kills it as Tommy. Um, so that's exciting. So good, oh so my good. God. The the uh, the scene that you're talking about with the in the shoe shop, um, it was like the Last of Us opening, the Last of Us two opening. I mean, where yes! Joe was admitting to to Tommy like the history that they had. Spoilers, yes. I guess. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. They're giving it to us a little bit earlier. Um, again, like we're like I agree what you're saying with how we're moving really fast and in that case we're moving really really fast because we're yeah. getting that conversation but uh, i thought it, that was really good i thought that conversation went really good and uh uh pedro pascal's line delivery and his acting in that was like i really feel it and he yeah. had that like i was so afraid when he was talking about uh ellie and the dog and it's like it reminded me of that arthur morgan scene where you're just yep. seeing this hard guy just like break down and it, it, it hit for me that that scene but i do agree with the with the criticism of the other scenes with him and Ellie not feeling as earned just because we are moving so fast. Right. Um, I did really like the performances in the argument, but there was a lot of lines that are, that just weren't hurt hitting the same way as they did in the game. But again, it's like the reactions that are more so than the actual line delivery. So when Joel left the room and closed the door on Ellie and Bella's just there, like staring at the door, you could like really see it in her face. Like, fuck. Right. I have to go with Tommy tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't want to leave Joel. And yeah, th those, those, those hit. I kind of saw that we didn't get the, the runaway scene where Ellie and uh, I don't know. It, I feel like there's a lot that could have been in, in between them and the argument yes. that may have made it feel a bit more earned, but again, nine episodes, I get it. Um, yeah. I thought it was uh, a really, really good episode. And I, and I, it's, it's funny to think that, I, I was watching it with my mom and at the end of this episode, she's like, Oh my God, is Joel dead? And I'm trying so hard not to just like spoil it for her. But I feel like a lot of people are actually in that boat mm, right now. And with yeah. the, with the, with the next time on the last of us preview, like Joel is nowhere in sight. Like, so people are like, Oh my God, is Ellie. And I, they may not even know it's a flashback even. Right. Like they're right. just seeing Ellie right. with like back at back, potentially back at the federal lab, not knowing that, it's a flashback, but maybe she went back to Fedra. Maybe she went found an outpost. Like that's what people could be thinking right now, which is, I'm so excited for for it to continue like that. Which is cool yeah. because that's that's what we all went through as we were playing it. It does yeah. cut the black, and then it's Ellie hunting, right? Ellie, the yeah. rabbit, and you do that whole stint with David and all that mm. stuff. I mean, as soon as she asks for medicine, you kind of you figure it out. But we do get yeah. that little kind of that little bit of like what's going on, and I'm sure. In the show, it'll be the same. I'm sure they'll they'll do a cold open where it's like 10 or 15 minutes of just Ellie, and then it'll kind of reveal that. But yeah, it is exciting to kind of see people like get excited about it and go through the yeah. same motions that you went through. God fucking damn it. <laughs> I, I'll just jump in. I, I am very interested to see like what happens with the next episode because 
like, I wonder if the next episode is going to be all about the flashback, or do we think it's just going to be like a piece of um, like the flashback from the Left Behind DLC? Because like that DLC, how how long is that DLC? Like three or four hours? I want to say, yeah, I want to say that's that's about right. I would say four hours, yeah. So I'm just trying to think, like in terms of TV, with how much, how quickly the show has gone. I'm just trying to wonder if, like, if that would be a whole the, episode. The DLC did go back and forth, though. It wasn't just oh. the flashback. You did play as Ellie in present day, as well for some parts. I'm pretty sure where she's like actually actively looking for the medicine. Oh, I for, I completely forgot yeah. about that. Okay. They, in yeah, in the game, you just have the winter scene. I don't know. There, there's some parts that were definitely cut out in the actual Last of Us game, and then in Left Behind, you played those cut out parts. I'm pretty sure. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. I gotcha. It's yeah. been so long since I played it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, it seemed like it's going to be the whole thing. The way how they ended that part with like Riley in the shop with the gun and all that kind of stuff. So it, they might go go through with all of it. Yeah. I did one thing I did like though. Uh, this is hilarious that Gages is still frozen. <laughs> there. Forever frozen. Uh, one thing I, I kind of liked, like Gage had talked about um, how Neil Druckmann, one of Neil's, I think it was Neil's original ideas for The Last of Us was that he was going to have like a heart issue or whatever. And I kind of feel like he, not that he has a heart issue, but like he shows many points where he's like showing signs of weakness. Like he's, all right, I need to take a breath here. Like the one shot where he's like leaning against the post and he's just like, I gotta calm myself, collect myself. Like I'm, I'm an old man. I can only do so much. Like I really and like I those moments. I think he's actually like older in this game, like canonically older. Like he's 56, and I'm mean, not in this game in the show. Yeah. And then I think he is in the game, which I thought was cool as well. Yeah, it just ma- it makes him feel more real as a character. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, um, and of course, like you guys said, uh, you know, uh, Graham Greene did a great job him and um his wife character i forget what her name is um they did phenomenal job elaine miles uh they both did such a great job in that scene that was a really cool scene when they're in their uh cabin um so yeah very uh very happy for, for the episode in general very good people were saying that they think uh and I think Neil himself actually uh, referenced it as well. But they think uh, the girl that Ellie shouts at at the diner, or not in the diner, at the like the cafeteria area, is uh, is Dina, like a young Dina. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's neat. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, ladies and gentlemen, we lost about uh, five minutes or so of us talking. So. I apologize. I don't know what <laughs> else. I don't even know where to go back to at this point. I think we were still just talking move about forward. Yeah, we'll just move forward. I apologize if you missed anything, but we're just gonna start here. Here we are. Yes. Wherever we Boop. are. Where, where are we? <laughs> where are we? Where are we? Where are we here? So we just played. We played some video games. I played Cyberpunk. Ro played. Yakuza Zero. Yeah, we're just we're just playing some video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, bro. I screwed that one up. All right. It's okay. Well, I, I honestly didn't have nothing, anything new to say. Honestly, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten it. to any point yet. But yeah, enjoying it so far. Cool. We're both playing games that we've played before and haven't yeah. progressed. Yeah. 
hopefully we'll get farther. Yeah, exactly. All right. Into the topic of the show, bro. Here we go. Yes. Uh, hopefully Gage returns, but if he doesn't, I, I sent him a message while you were talking before to if he has his hot takes that he wants to tell us, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, our video game hot takes. What are yes. our current video game hot takes, Ro? These are the things that are burning our minds <laughs> right now. I'll, I'll lead us off here and talk about, you know, the thing that we just got done talking about a little bit ago, especially with that cut audio, we were literally just talking about the last of us. <laughs> uh, we lost oh. all the other. Audio. Uh, yes. The last of us Two, the yes. story. Oh boy. I will say my hot take is the last of us Two story does not respect what came before it. Meaning the last of us part one. I, Damn. I will continue to bang my hand down and say that, and this is a spoiler alert, so if you have not completed The Last of Us or The Last of Us Part 2, fast forward about 30 seconds. I don't feel that the game represents, or not represents, respects the first game with how quickly they kill off Joel and such a such a graphic way which i loved how they did it to give you that emotional response i didn't feel like the the way they did it worked for me i i feel like that should have been like a mid-game type event that should have happened and i feel like the character that abby that did it to him should have been fleshed out before that happened because while I understand why they did it and in the context of the story that they told for the last of us part two, I think it makes sense in that respect. I just don't think that it respects Joel's character as what he was established in the first game, in my opinion. And that that's why these are hot takes because these are right. yeah. hot takes, hot exactly. takes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're not alone uh, in that, take, but yes, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I still, and you can say it now because you, you, you have played. I remember you saying like, ah, oh, I can't, I couldn't play this game because of what they did to Joel. And everybody on the podcast was like, finish it, just finish, finish it. it. Yeah. And you finished it, and you still feel that way. So I respect it. I respect the hot take. And I enjoyed the good. heck out of that game. Yeah. That game was yes. great. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I get. I still, I, I'm, I loved The Last of Us Part Two, and I still think. Like, I understand how people feel like that. I, and like you said, I think they were going for that. But again, if they did switch some things around with like, play as Abby for a good eight hours. Yeah. And then you get to that point and it's like, oh, what the heck? I thought Abby was cool. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I could see how that could have changed uh, some opinions on that. I think they did a great job with uh, respecting Joel's character, like not making him like, I don't know. I, I feel like they went out of their way to show how great of a person Joel was to Ellie. Uh, in a lot of uh, scenes, um, so I don't think Absolutely. that was an issue. But I can definitely see how how a lot of people felt with uh, with Joel leaving us. And, and I, yeah. And you're totally right about that because the impact of the museum scene, would, uh, yes. oh the, yeah, the <laughs> history museum, that would not be anywhere close to the same impact without the events happening the way they did yeah. in The Last of Us Part Two. So I totally agree with you on that aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, 
So I think Gage has, has sent us some hot takes. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's you, good. That's good. Do you want me to read his, or do you want to read his, or do you want to do yours first? Um, I I could do uh, one of mine first, okay. and then we could Sounds react good. to Gage's. Sounds good. Uh, I think I've touched upon this before, but I don't think third-person action games, i.e., uh, Bayonetta, uh. Honestly, The Last of Us is another one that I would put into this category. And Uncharted is different because it's like a like fun Indiana Jones spinoff. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is I don't think those types of games need environmental puzzles. They're usually very tacked on, in my opinion, and they slow gameplay down. And it just they're just usually not fun. They're just not fun to do. You, the game is an action game, and those are the fun parts. Let me just do the fun parts. <laughs> I don't know why you're slowing the things down to make me do these environmental puzzles to climb up a like a ladder or <laughs> when they're optional, fine, fine. But when you're like making me find the ladder, do all these weird things to just get to the next section to do the fun thing again. I hate that. It's so annoying. I don't know if this is honestly, maybe this is an hot take, but I, I just don't see it talked about a lot. So I, I categorize it as a hot take. No, I yeah, get, get rid of these. Get rid of these things. We don't want them. We don't want these puzzles finding the ladder. We just want to do the fun <laughs> combat stuff. Please. At least I do. I think that, that's a really good <laughs> hot take, bro, because I think a lot of people like like the puzzles and such. So like that's a great hot Fools. take. I, Fools. <laughs> I was I was on your side so hard at the beginning of God of War Ragnarok when they're they mm. first start you on the puzzles because you're still learning. Was another one I would put into this category. Yeah, yeah. You're still learning the like how everything works, and you're like, mm. I don't know what to do. I, I like I wanted to bang my freaking head into the wall. <laughs> yeah, you're totally like when they're optional, like you're trying to get like a, a cool skin or an upgrade for your 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 weapon. Like okay, yeah. To get that, you have to do these puzzles. Like okay, fine. But when I'm doing like the main story mission and I'm just beating through bad guys, going to the next area to beat through some more bad guys to get in that cutscene, and you have to stop all that to do like these silly things. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. That happens a lot. Totally fine. Um, what's what's Gage's hot take? Gage's first hot take. There hasn't been a FPS game released since Titanfall 2 that matches its combination of quality, content, an incredible single player offering. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Fair. That's probably I'm not a huge fair. FPS guy, but he's probably right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is yeah. The multiplayer FPS. the multiplayer was pretty put together and the like complete and the campaign was lauded as one of the best FPS shooters of like the, the era. But yeah, I honestly I think that's a really good uh Good take. I don't. I don't even know if it's hot. It might be hot. There might be people out there saying, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> Modern Warfare 2, That's such a monumental story. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to look up like recent FPS shooters that came out since then. Yeah. That I would like top ten FPS shooters that came out since Titanfall. Hyperscape is on a list that I found. Like, oh my god. Oh my uh, lord. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doom Eternal come out oh that's uh, fair. between that time uh I, I think june 2016 i think people liked more anyway mm. but and cyberpunk as well but sure. yeah I, I i would i would say most people would say that titanfall is better than both those games titanfall 2 i mean so yeah gage might be onto something a little hot take <laughs> all right 
I've got a second one here, and this one might uh, we might be throwing fists here, bro. You might be oh, throwing no. a fist at me. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Uh, or you might agree. I don't know. Or maybe a little bit. Nintendo, bro. They don't do. They don't really do new tentpole IPs. We're talking Mario, Donkey Kong, Zelda. They continue to, you know, go back to the well and say, like, hey, what what else you got to offer me, Mario? What else? What else you got, Kirby? Where's the new tentpole? characters and franchises like sure they do some indie stuff over here you know that's cool but where's the tent pole the new tent pole stuff no yeah i i do agree with that <laughs> the last the last big thing that i feel like first party nintendo thing was god i want to say arms there, oh, there's got to be something in between there that 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 wasn't Metroid or Zelda or Mario, but I, I to me that's the only thing I can. And of course Splatoon, but I think Arms came out after Splatoon. But yeah, even Splatoon is now a big franchise now, and they're on yeah. Splatoon three. So yeah, they really do just they go back into the and to, in their defense, Nintendo fans are always asking for remasters and yeah. make a Sunshine two and all that kind of stuff. So. In some respects, they may be delivering on what fans want. But yeah, I, I would love to see a new Nintendo thing uh, a la Splatoon or ARMS. Like people, and even in the same vein that you're saying, people want an ARMS sequel now. So, like, <laughs> how, how original is that, I guess? But yeah, I, I, I agree with that hot take. Nintendo needs to do some more original stuff, and they, they keep, uh, you know, using the old stuff to, to fall back on. It's old, good old stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they. It would be nice to see them branch out a little bit more. I would, I would argue that most of the games industry is kind of like that, like that's sequels absolutely. and stuff like that. Nintendo maybe more so, but yeah, I would say that's kind of a trend right now as well. Um, what's uh, what's your second hot take, bro? My second hot take is The Witcher Three is not fun to play. And I know that's like the greatest game ever, but I don't enjoy playing that game. I've tried three times, guys. I don't like it. I'm sure the story is great, but I hate playing it, so I can't enjoy the story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would, I would love it. Like maybe some like with the Witcher remake that's coming out, and we talked about Dragon Age a little while ago with how they changed it like completely. If they were to do that with the Witcher, and they made it play like Final Fantasy VII remake, I'm there. I'll play it. I'll experience this story that you guys love so much. But right now, the way the combat works, it, it reminds me of, of GTA, like how you walk around in there. And I hate how GTA controls. And I love how much I know people love GTA. I guess that's another hot take, actually. <laughs> I hate how GTA controls. Um, but yeah, The Witcher 3 is, an, is a game that I want to love, but I can't love because I just don't enjoy existing in that world, unfortunately. The moment-to-moment gameplay isn't that great to me. But yeah, maybe it. Maybe I need to give it more time, but yeah. Again, Ro, we're on the same <laughs> way. We're on the same wavelength. I absolutely like. I played Witcher two. I never, I never beat it. Never came close to beating it. But I played it because on Xbox when it first came out on Xbox, and I was like, man, everyone talks so highly about this. I want to enjoy it. The story. Tried it. I was like, all right, I'm not feeling this gameplay. So like, I set it down. Witcher three comes out. My friend, one of my friends at college uh, at the time, was really excited about it. I was like, you're amping me up for this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I bought it. 
I played like three hours of it and I'm like, I just can't anymore. I, I'm with you. It just doesn't it doesn't hit for me. Like that world is really cool and the characters yeah. and story I'm sure is good, but yeah, it's just the gameplay doesn't yeah. hit. I, the first time I tried, I think I got as far as you did, like three hours, maybe maybe less, honestly, the first time. And the second time I got I got pretty deep into it. I just like I I was like, maybe not super deep, but like I got maybe I would say five, maybe six hours into this game this time. And it felt better, I guess. But like it was the story that was really carrying it. Like I, I liked the characters and interacting with them. But yeah, I just hit another stop where maybe I tried another game and just fell off of it. And I. I fell off of it again, and then I came back to it to try again, and I was like, "No, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't." And maybe it's a sign of the the time that it released, but yeah, shucks. Oh well, shucks. maybe someday I'll. Oh, it's yeah, maybe someday I'll play it. You know what? Like you said, Ro, they just gotta completely change the remake. You know, <laughs> just gotta <laughs> make it a completely different game. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, and then I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, Gage has a second hot take. This is his last one that he sent, so uh, be ready for this hot take. Forspoken looks fun. It does look fun, but is it fun? Is it fun? Goodness. I don't think he played the demo. I played the demo. Yeah. It looked fun. It did look fun, but when I played it, it it was not not fun. Christian sent (laughs) me... In my opinion. Yeah, Christian sent me 19 seconds of the demo, and it was enough for me to say I ain't downloading it. <laughs> not not yeah, doing that. Not doing. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think even even in uh in hindsight, and I was guilty of it too. Maybe we were too hard on it for the writing aspect of it. But I think I don't know. I feel like the opposite thing has been happening honestly so maybe this really is a hot take where people are like the writing sucks but it's actually pretty fun to play and i'm just like the writing wasn't maybe as bad as i put it cut it out to be but it does not look fun to play it doesn't feel fun to play but yeah some people out there liking it i think it reviewed better than freaking atomic cards so (laughs) maybe i'm crazy yeah should have picked it up instead of atomic Heart. yes so (laughs) kidding uh I've got one more row, and I oh. hope that Christian doesn't come out from Japan to murder me when I say Uh-oh. this. Um, <laughs> in fact, Christian, you should probably turn it off right now if you're listening. Um, from Soft Games, aren't that good, Ro? They aren't that good. The allure is the difficulty to these games, and I don't think that they're actually that good or monumental, as Christian says. Oh, my God, this is so monumental. He's (sighs) going to come out of nowhere right now and murder me. (laughs) Oh, my uh, goodness. We have to show him this next week. I wish I had some experience with the From Software games. The only one that I have experience with is like a spinoff game called... uh, Scarlet Nexus, and it's oh. like a Souls-like. It's not even from from software. It's like complete. It's Bandai Namco who developed it. And yeah, I wish I I wish I had more experience to combat you on this one, but I don't because I I feel like Christian would definitely eat you out for oh, saying yeah. that. Yes, he <laughs> would destroy me. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my god. Yes. Even I want to like combat this because I know, but I, I just have no I have no legs to stand on. Yeah, I and I can respect <laughs> it. I think that people. Absolutely, these games are probably good. I just don't. I, that's my hot take, you know. That's yeah, you know? yeah fair. Right. Yeah. 
Oh man. You got do you have any more hot takes or is that all Um That was all of them. Okay. Da- Princess Daisy is better than Peach. Oh wow. <laughs> Daisy over Peach. Absolutely. Who voices Daisy? Who voices Daisy? Oh man. I I used to know that answer. And Princess Daisy voice actress. Deanna uh, Mustard? Is that, that right? Sounds right. Uh, yep, that's right. Yeah. Interesting. I specific. I specifically looked up the Mario Strikers voice actress too, and it and it did say Deanna Mustard. So that must be her. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, Ro, I've got to destroy you because you know who voices Princess Peach in the Mario games? Oh God. No. No. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, Jen Taylor. Who is the voice of Cortana? Uh, of yeah. course. So, of Ro, course. you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not, though. I love Jen Taylor. I love her so much. But no, yeah, no that's fair. God, <laughs> terrible. Peach <laughs> uh, has so many voice actresses, though. That's true. That's She's true. had a bunch. Like, I don't know what Jen Taylor did. She must have done a lot of them. Yeah. But I, I'm seeing, like, Samantha Kelly. Oh. See, seeing. Nicole Mills for like they're all over the crazy so many I didn't know there's so many <laughs> there's a lot of princess peaches out there running around yeah. <laughs> um all right well I have a couple of like uh just um what do you call them I'm blanking. honorable mentions honorable mentions thank you <laughs> I don't know why I was blanking some, on some mild yeah. takes if you will some mild takes Destiny's The Traveler wrote, I feel like, is incredibly dull for being a major focal point of the games. I agree. There was there's a trailer that came out recently talking about the story or hyping up the next major expansion, and it was crazy. Like yeah. the traveler was leaving, everybody, oh my god, the traveler sucks. Why is he leaving? And then he stayed. But we're, but there's a lot of people like the traveler is alive. It can it can move. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what could do that. It's like, oh my gosh. And that, that's like that's a knock against Destiny's uh past storytelling they're obviously doing better now but yeah the damage has been done unfortunately to the community where they just don't know what's going on with that thing in the sky unfortunately yes. yeah I don't, I don't know what they're doing i don't know what they're doing. <laughs> uh and of course my last one which no one's here to combat me because of course you're not going to combat me on this right bro halo infinite <laughs> is a great game oh. yeah i won't combat you on that because I've, I've only played the the story campaign essentially. I played a little bit of the multiplayer, and it was and it was fun, dude. We I played. Never we played till like four a.m. that night. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I will. There was one clip that I uploaded that I was like, I'm still proud of it to this day, where I I use a grappling hook to get into somebody else's warthog, threw his teammate off. The guy was still in the back, and I drove off the edge of like the map, and I used my grappling hook to get back onto the map, but the car still went off, and he died and said, oh, I love it. That was so fun. The grappling hook is awesome. Oh, <laughs> the grappling hook's absolutely the best thing that happened to Halo Infinite. I, yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, Good guys. Stuff. Well, I, I don't know why I'm saying well, guys. It's just me and you now. <laughs> What if you're else? still listening after, after our terrible hot takes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> after we missed about five or six minutes of audio, again, I apologize oh, yeah. <laughs> for missing that audio, ladies and gentlemen. But anywho, anything else before we close out the show, bro? Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for the state of play tomorrow. So we'll be talking about that next week, obviously. But yeah, 
Heck oh, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for all those events. Podcast yes. PXN presents. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you, Ro. Christian is in thank Japan. You. Thank you. Uh, and Gage, who we lost due to internet issues. <laughs> thank you. It's all right. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya.